Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the Arms Boom and Leg Project to you in Facebook land, in uh, LinkedIn land, in Twitter land. If you're listening to us after the fact on Apple Podcasts or YouTube, watching it on the popular video sharing site, welcome to the show. This is where people in Windsor-Essex come to talk. My name is Arms Boom and Leg. Happy to have you here for episode 26 of season two, brought to you by the amazing folks, Jason Bray and the team at Motor City Chrysler, located right at the corner of Tecumseh and Walker Road. They are awesome supporters of the show, our season sponsor, and they they are driving some good news in Windsor and Essex County. So you can check them out today, MotorCityChrysler.ca. Really appreciate their support as we continue on. Hard to believe that uh, we've got two seasons of this show underneath our belt. So this is the place, again, where people can come and find out a little bit more about Windsor-Essex. Richard chiming in, live stream, saying, hey, good evening, arms. Richard, thank you so much for spending time with us here. And if you're thinking, wait a second, we just saw this ugly guy, this his ugly mug a few days ago. You're right. A double episode this week, just for you. Uh, happy to do it. And even happier to bring my guest on the show tonight. You know, uh, often here on the show, since we started doing it, uh, geez, almost like a year and a half ago now, um, we've really made these connections, people that you may have heard and seen on media, uh, certainly with me over the years on legacy media as well. And uh, often I call them my friend. That was sort of like the running gag when I was on CTV was saying, I would say, welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, it's because they were. Uh, you know, you get to work with people here in Windsor and Essex County and you get to know who they are. You get to know what they're about. You get to know how they operate and how kind they are. And my guest here on the show is somebody who works probably the hardest I've ever seen to put on some high quality events over the last, geez, uh, since I've been doing broadcasts here in the city for about 20 years. Uh, she's highly involved in a number of organizations. And uh, when you think of summertime, you obviously think about some of the things that she puts on from the fireworks riverfront party to the Canada Today Parade, switching gears into the holiday season with the various Christmas parades all around Windsor and Essex County. I'm very honored and uh, happy to welcome a good friend of mine, Ms. Maggie DeRoche, who's joining us here on the show from the Windsor Parade Corporation. My friend, good to see you. How are you doing tonight? I'm wonderful. Thanks, Arm. That's quite the introduction. I hope I can live up to it. Oh, my God. I, I It was funny because I said to Carrie that tonight, she goes, oh, you're doing the show again tonight. I said, yeah, I'm doing the show. And she goes, she goes who you got on? I said, Maggie. Oh, she goes, you guys are going to be yakking away. Like, <laughs> it's going to be good. We've been doing remember, geez, like back in the days on radio, I would call you like it was almost like um, an annual tradition. And I used to joke around with Jimmy. Uh, Jim would say, it's that time of year. Arms. You've got Maggie up on the roof. And I said, yeah, absolutely. But we got to know each other, helped out uh, through different events, different things that you've done over the years with the Windsor Parade Corporation. So I'm very happy to have you on the show. Um, and, and, and this is really important for people to notice. I, here we are in June 2022. This is a return to form for you and the Windsor Parade Corporation because you guys are coming out of the pandemic and repositioning the Windsor Parade Corporation in a stronger position and bringing back a lot of those things that I think all of us have missed over the last couple of years. And I know this is a busy time for you, but it's a fun time for everything that's in store for the Windsor Parade Corporation. It is fun because we have not done a Canada Day Parade since 2019. We have not hosted the fireworks party since 2019. And so for us, a lot of it is getting to see people that we haven't seen in two years again. And particularly the fireworks party, we have a lot of guests that come from the U.S. side and 
they email and it's not like a, an email that you would send to a company. It's like, hey, how are you doing? What are those tickets on sale? And you, you chat about their husbands or wives, their families, and it's just like catching back up again. And uh, it's wonderful. I can't wait to see some of them. Um, well, I can't wait to see all of them, but some in particular, it is the actually the 14th year that we've done the riverfront fireworks party it's been 16 years in total but we were off for two years with the pandemic but 14 years since the very very first year we did it uh that first year i said at the end of that night if we could get out and finish that night we could do anything because <laughs> it was a collective menagerie of everything that could go wrong went wrong <laughs> And um, we survived it. We learned multiple lessons. Some of them I still talk about. Um, I do some work for St. Clair College and their special events program, talking about risk management. And that's always an event I go back to because it was, even though we had done events for so long, that was a new event. And, and the lessons that we learned that night were extremely valuable. Yeah, because we're, I mean, geez, all the times I would be down there doing the forecast live with you on, on Jim's show, um, I, I, I would always call you. I remember calling you in the crack of dawn, usually that morning, and I would say, listen, I'm going to come out later on tonight. We're going to do the show live. And uh, I, I know you'd be like, I'll be down there. I'll be down there from crack of dawn, and I'll be down there till probably the wee hours in the morning. And then, I mean, at that point, I mean, outside of the fantastic location that you've got this year at the Bistro, which, uh, I mean, what a prime spot for... For, for the event to be at. But I know over the years you've sort of shifted as the landscape of the riverfront area has sort of developed. I mean, you go back then, I remember it was like further down, like sort of near the train a bit was the party at one point. Um, and you've got, you've had to adapt over those different changes to, to really put on a, a different show, something that we're synonymous with those fireworks, but um, also something that is also uh, connected to a lot of people's, expectations of a good night well that that's absolutely true and the bistro and the owners of the of the bistro have been extremely uh helpful with us and accommodating and very happy to have the opportunity to host this party for us it, it makes it a little bit easier it allows us to be better hosts because we're not worrying about putting up the fence taking down the fence taking the linens away at the end of the night Sure. Or a, a bevy of things that that we were responsible for that we aren't now because working with the bistro is like if you book a venue for a wedding. We've literally booked this venue and are working with the staff to make sure that the party is goes off very smoothly. And it gives uh, there will be 10 of our members of our board and our volunteers that will be down there that night. Uh, very easily recognizable in our red parade corporation shirts and it gives us a lot more opportunity to 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 talk about the parade corporation to to listen to our sponsors our guests uh to meet to mingle uh and to enjoy the night so i'm for that i'm really looking forward to it it's been a it's been a bit of a haul though right i mean you talk about you know <laughs> often on the show I, I i preface my guests talking about you know what they've done to adapt over the last couple of years and i think it's really put uh, I thought of you guys again when I, I often say when the world ended in March 2020, uh, you know, and as we head into that summer season, I thought, my God, like, how 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 have things been? How how have you sort of adapted well, over the last couple of years? I mean, it we, must have been quite a hike. It's 
we're not who we were when we went into this by any stretch of the imagination. Um, sure. We are a registered not-for-profit with the province of Ontario. Our funding comes from grants. It comes from sponsorship. It comes from uh, federal and provincial grants and sponsorship and earned revenue. And the earned revenue is a very small portion of it. And typically that's from the fireworks night. And it's also from entry fees for parades. So when all of a sudden you can't have and for the last 15 years, it came from our contract with World's Finest Shows Midway, which is the midway at the riverfront that everybody is is there now and, and everybody's well aware of. And uh, when COVID hit, uh, we couldn't do the fireworks party. We yeah. could not have Canada Day uh, like we have. Now, we were extremely fortunate that through Celebrate Canada, we were uh, successful in obtaining grants for those two years and were able to do virtual celebrations. It was a little odd, but we were still able to do it. Um, didn't have our Canada to parade. For two years or for one year, we had the reverse Santa parades. And I will honestly say that if there is ever an event that I really don't ever, ever, ever want to do again in this <laughs> lifetime, it's reverse parades. And I think I'll have a lot of people that agree with that. It was trying to do something because we believed as an organization and in, in the municipalities that we worked with was something that was better than nothing. But you can't accommodate enough people in, in, in well, that short of time. And I, I just talked to one of the buskers we work with, Cobbler J today. And we were talking yeah. about reverse parades and they it was four hours of entertainment. It was as long as we could stage it. And there were people that said, you should have gone longer. I said, could you juggle fire for four hours? <laughs> poor, poor, poor Cobbler Jay. He's probably like, my hands are singed. I need a break, right? Oh, and you're not he, taking a break because you got a land of people, right? Well, then they just kept coming. And, and you know, it was a hard time for, for the society, for the community. And it was like, wow, we get to go to the parade. And it, we just couldn't like we put on the show we were said we were going to but there was no way anybody and and i will you know i nelson santos said it best it was like unbelievable success so many people and it was impossible to get them all through and so something where you're trying to make it like really positive yeah there was negative outcomes on some levels because people weren't happy so we did that. Um, unfortunately, we did close our office for as long as I've been around. We had an office on Drulard at the Gino Marcus complex. Well, we couldn't afford the rent anymore. Uh, we couldn't afford to keep the office. We couldn't afford to keep the phone. So we let our office go. We let our contract staff person go. Uh, so we are back to a board of volunteers in our warehouse and our floats and working to, um, you know, reinvent. We were lucky last year we had our Santa parades. We brought in some new sponsors, but we took some time last year to talk and to listen to our sponsors and to get new viewpoints on what we can do with parades and, and how we can better serve our communities. And that is something that we're working towards now. 
Yeah, I was going to say too. Um, you know, just to go back to the Christmas reverse parades, like we we did the Amherstburg one, and I said to Carrie, you know, when we we lined up, I think I, I I'll say I'll I'll say it publicly. I, I leave it to you to have something as innovative as that during some quote unquote unprecedented times. I think the overused term over the last two years, um, and to do it in a way that really benefits each municipality that you did it in we were okay with the weight and we thought it was something right you guys were trying something it wasn't like okay well it's covid we're not going to try anything i think at that point like we're almost like a year and a half in and we got to do something right so i'll give you guys uh credit where credit is due because i thought that was just a great way to still engage the community and i also think and correct me if i'm wrong that was the perfect storm too like you have people who are cooped up at that point for how many like a year and a half and they want to bring some joy. They want to bring some joy to their kids. They want to bring some joy to the families and kind of have that season. So, you know, hey, geez, what else are you going to do? <laughs> right. Well, so you're going to bring people out to these parades and and, and you do it. So I, I Liam enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, if you got to wait, you got to wait. It's probably, it's, it frustrated it, people it because there's only so many you can get through. And But I will tell you that reverse parades were done in a number of municipalities across Ontario. And when Festivals and Events Ontario handed out their awards this past year, a lot of their special awards went to reverse parades in various municipalities. And it was very interesting because people appreciated them, appreciated them having them when there was nothing else that could be done. Um, you know, the unfortunate part with us here is that we have huge crowds. And in a reverse parade, the most people you can get through in one hour's time is 7,500 people. Wow. There's 7,500 people in the first two blocks on Wyandotte Street. So you just can't get them all through. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, at least well, we know Well, like I said, I, I, I think kudos to you guys for trying. Well, that's it, right? You tried during unprecedented times, but then you get the feedback from your, your sponsors and the community and your board members, and then you take a look at what works and... You know, now that here we are in 2022, hopefully on the tail end of all this COVID stuff. Um, I know you're excited about Canada Day. I want to talk a little bit about that and some of the uh, the attractions and I think the the groups that are going to be in it. But let's talk a little bit more about this Riverfront Fireworks Party because um, I know that being able to broadcast at it over the years and having an opportunity to talk to people who've experienced the party that you put on this really these are really the best seats in the house like it's 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 an experience because you know people might be able to catch the fireworks from the waterfront at different areas i mean they may be down near the ambassador bridge and they might be down near hiram walkers but when you're there um especially at the bistro and you're so close to the riverfront really about 100 meters away if that from the barges uh, 150 meters away from the barges it's a Storms. I think we've lost arms. I don't think uh, I think that might have hit a wrong nerve with somebody talking a little bit about uh, 
the reverse date there. I apologize. <laughs> away, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting kicked out. God bless you for sticking around. See, you're an old, uh, you're an old broadcast veteran, just like myself. So thanks, Meg. I appreciate it. But I was um, just gonna start talking. <laughs> yeah, geez, that's why I said you're the Jose Canseco of guests. It's like if something goes wrong, you just go with it. But no, I apologize. My uh, our internet connection here in the uh, Kingsbridge area in Amherstburg has not been the greatest lately, so I'll have to double check that. Anyways, I digress. Um, as we continue, I was going to say, you know, having that location that you have um, at the bistro that really offers people an opportunity not only to experience the fireworks, but to really feel the fireworks and get that sense of the production value that goes into this, because it is interesting to see and feel um, North America's largest fireworks display launching so close and enjoying a nice meal with it too because you really pull out all the stops with this particular party it is and, th and that's that's very truthful about the effect of the fireworks it's very concussive and if you're standing there you can literally feel it ricocheting you know off your chest and it's uh we have had the pleasure for the last number of years of sharing that evening with uh, patty handy sides and uh being uh, someone who is, you know, experienced in pyrotechnics, Patty can actually talk to the talk to the guests about what's going on on those barges and and how much, uh, you know, how many explosives are there and how that all comes together. So that's a really interesting uh, part of it. And this year too, it's it's going to be kind of fun because we have moved um, a little bit uh, to the west with our new location, and we now find ourselves at the very foot of the great Canadian flag and that entire project, uh, very good friends of mine, uh, Pete Rostovic and Mary Baruth were instrumental in, in that project. And when I look up at it and that flag that's flying there is, is the same size as our flag that we parade. And it's, it's kind of exciting to be there and, and know that, you know, in a, in a small way, we had something to do with the flag project and, and then having been at the flag, uh, you know, the day that they, they raised that flag was absolutely, uh, you know, extremely memorable and the work that went into it to make that happen. So I think it's really great to be there too. And I think it'll be, um, when you stand at the foot of it, it's very, very impressive. And in the evening when the lights shine up on it. So I think uh, from a, a municipal standpoint and also from kind of a national standpoint, because we do have guests from outside of the area, it'll be really great to be able to showcase that location. I think he's gone again. <laughs> I'm, I'm rubbing people the wrong way here while we talk a little bit about stuff. No, I just, I, I kid, I kid. If you can still hear me, um, internet connection is not the greatest here. I'm not sure if it's just because of the heat or what, but um, I was going to say a little bit too. I mean, to see that flag and, and, and to see the connections that you have with people coming to the actual event and talking to you about you know, some of the things that lead up to the fireworks. I know when they usually do the the flag behind the helicopter going back and forth on the riverfront, that's always uh, <laughs> uh, an amazing thing to be a part of because you get that sense of um, national pride, especially when the, the Canadian flag, speaking of, gets flown and everyone starts to cheer on the waterfront. That's something to be a part of. And it's something that uh, I think a lot of people who've grown up in Windsor love to see and love to be a part of when the fireworks are about to start. Oh, absolutely. When you see that, you know, the wait's over and it's going to start and it's exciting and it's exciting for everybody there to see it. No matter what, if you're American, if you're Canadian, 
just seeing that there's a, a, certainly a sense of pride and, and um, you know, that's just when it's, it's so heightened because everybody's waiting, you're waiting for that first bang. And uh, it is exciting no matter how many times you've seen it. Now, when you talk about uh, tickets are not available at the door for this particular event, and we've been we've been sort of promoting it and talking about it on social media and certainly on on uh, radio and television and and getting people aware with it. And it's sort of this annual tradition that happens each year and one of the major fundraisers for the Windsor Parade Corporation, too. But um, when this is all said and done, uh, this particular event, I know you get a bit of a breather and then flash, uh, flash forward to uh, Friday the 1st. Um, it is Canada Day, our nation's birthday, and I know this, uh, the Canada Day Parade is back better than ever this year, and uh, you've got a lot of people who are going to be involved in this too, and a lot of different organizations that are going to bring that Canadian pride to the forefront from this year's parade. So what's in store for 2022? I know return to the parade, so to speak. Well, we're returning to Wyandotte Street, and Wyandotte Street now from Devonshire to Aylmer is the preferred parade route for all parades. So our Santa parades and our Canada Day parade are are will be stationed there for the foreseeable future, and that's something that is uh, certainly not decided by us alone. It's deci decided by uh, many levels of government, uh, municipal government, um, weighing in safety aspects, weighing in transportation aspects. Weigh, you know, there's so many things that they weigh into that. And that is where they have they have come to the conclusion we are best, you know, we best serve the public in that location. So we're excited to be back because the crowds there are just wonderful. Last year, the Santa Parade, when we got back out on the street, it was uh, it was so awesome to be there with the crowds. We, we did a live broadcast last year, which was also the first time. And it was it was really exciting. So we're really happy to be there. Uh, and there's a lot going on in Walkerville this weekend after the parade. So it, it's certainly a hub of excitement. Um, now we're excited. The parade will start off. And one of the first entries always in the parade is, is the big Canadian flag, the one that we own, the, the 30 by 60 flag that was made famous in Montreal, the referendum vote. And that will be, that will lead off the parade um, very early on in the parade and uh, be looked after this year by our friends at WFCU, and they have close to 60 volunteers that are so excited to be part of the parade and be carrying that flag down the, down the parade route. Uh, we've also worked with our friends at Fabulous Inflatables, Dynamic Displays in Detroit. We have three large inflatables coming uh, this year to add to the parade. They're always fun. They're fun to look at. Um, marching bands are an interesting commodity right now in that uh, some of the bands that people are used to seeing either are no longer um, playing and, and participating or they're not ready to go back out on the street. But we're really happy. We have been able to secure three pipe bands, uh, your regular marching band. And then we also have two concert bands that are participating. Uh, and that's exciting because concert bands always um, they're part of the parade, but they will go on a like a flatbed because you can't very well parade with some of their instruments. They're, they're not that kind. So they'll be with us. We have a lot of uh, multicultural groups, which is one of the hallmarks to this parade. It falls within um, Carousel. It also falls around, you know, St. John Baptiste Day and a number of other cultural days. So that's exciting to have them with us. Um, so we're, we're really, really looking forward to it. It's a very good size parade. 
Uh, we're happy to have it out there. Of course, Mayor Dilkins, members of council will be there. Brian Massey, a, an absolute perennial favorite on the parade route along with Lisa Gretzky. So I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be a really exciting day. And um, this year we will also, uh, cupcakes, uh, because we're no longer involved with the Midway, the cupcakes will now be on um, Wyandotte Street as part of the parade. So there will be different locations where people can pick up their cupcakes right as they watch oh. the parade. And uh, we're happy to be able to do that. Still working with Ali and the wonderful uh, baker that he is to make sure that happens for us. And of course, the entire parade is made possible through uh, the Government of Canada and Celebrate Ontario or Celebrate Canada, as well as Wyandotte uh, Town Centre. And the cupcakes are uh, from our friends at Balmer and... Uh, Blimey's British gift shop, gift shop and store. So. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's, it's remember, exciting. I think it was like ten years ago. I was I was going through some old photos, and I remember Christy Bazaar and I had a chance yeah. to MC the Canada Day Parade. And I, I was talking to Christy the other day, and she's, she's come on the show, and she's doing very well. And uh, she's got a couple little ones of her own, and we were kind of shooting the breeze. And I said, "You remember that time that we were doing Maggie's parade?" and I think we got cupcakes ahead of time and then we were i had her laughing so hard because I, every time that we would announce another float or entry come by i'd take a bite of a cupcake and we were up on the patio the uh, sort of the riser seeing it and it was just a good time and i and i think having it on wyandotte street really is synonymous with sort of the multiculturalism that you know windsor is and canadians are and you know being able to have that those sort of artery streets that connect wyandotte to find those parking spots for people and to kind of push up or push down if you're looking at Wyandotte airily speaking and, and, and have those spaces along Wyandotte town center into the Walkerville area. I think it's a really good place to be. And uh, you know, you've got, like you said, your municipal, uh, your municipal and, 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 and members of provincial parliament in, involved and, and government. Um, but it's always to me, one of the joys was to see, like you said, the marching band. So it's nice to see that, you know, there are always going to be some representation, but, um, yeah. You know, a lot of hits with the kids is going to be uh, the inflatables, too. Do you ever have um, like, is there a rhyme? I assume there's a rhyme and reason how you place people in the parade. Like, like, I know, like, you don't want to, like, overload with musical entertainment at one start. And then you want to yeah. space like, how do you choose who's going where? Do you keep with the theme? How does that work? Well, because when I look at it, you divide if you have so you have 50 entries and you've got five marching bands then every 10th entry would be a marching band. So you weigh it out to ensure that you have, um, you know, you have your, your, your big talent weighed out through the parade. Then you do the same thing with your inflatables and, and other things like that so that the parade is well balanced. And there's a lot of moving people about. And then once you put the bands in, then you have to look at what's in front or behind them because you don't put horses or livestock in front or behind bands because it spooks the horses and things so that sure, that creates sure. another hoop to do and uh you know we can't have music on top of music so there's a lot of manipulation that goes on so it's it's not a come as you are party just fling them all together as the entries come in there's there's a lot of work and you know when we talk about this parade and we talk about the fact that uh you know it's it's in this Wyandotte and walkerville community and i want to give another shout out to the children's aid society because we are we do have some um you know, issues with space and where to put things. And they're, they've been wonderful over the years, allowing us to 
have our volunteers be dropped off there, allow us to put our golf carts there. And it's just another community group that comes out to, to lend a hand with the resources that they have. And I think that's important to note that it's like that old story about stone soup. Everybody brings something to the table. Yeah. And it's, it's nice. I think like, I mean, and I mean this with the utmost sincerity that somebody of your caliber, who's so synonymous with events and, and, and connections here in the city and certainly in the County as well. I mean, I've always said to people, you know, Windsor's like five degrees of separation, Windsor and Essex County, right? So people may move positions, they move, they move, might move to different jobs or they might move to different organizations, but you get to know who you can count on. And I think when you have somebody of like your caliber, Maggie, who can really rely on people in the community, it's nice to work with partners and it's easy to make things happen for, for certainly a good cause like the Windsor Parade Corporation. Well, we, we certainly hope so. And, and, you know, once we finish parades and you know this this aspect of what what was Summerfest. Um, we're moving into something brand new starting July 2nd as I, I mentioned to Jeremy but we have a new we've rebranded for the first time in 17 years we've changed our, our brand uh, so we are going to unveil that new brand and the new fireworks party brand on Monday night and we're also going to start to introduce people to a whole new series of events that we are going to incorporate into what we do. And part of this came from discussions we had with our sponsors. And the when you talk about events and you talk about tourism, everything now is about experiences and making them real and making them different and, and different and giving people things to touch and taste and, and, and be part of. And we need our parades need to move forward with that and and start to incorporate more elements and allow sponsors and give sponsors more opportunities to be part of things both before, during, and after. And um, we've got some really exciting things coming up. Yeah. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but I know I, I, first of all, I want to thank you for getting me and the show involved in, in some of the um, sponsorship opportunities for the fireworks party and by association Canada day too, because I, for one, you know, being a Windsor resident, my last, you know, my 40 years I've been here and on this rock called Earth, I know I have fond memories of of the parades. Like I, I you and I used to talk about this all the time. I mean, I remember my dad taking me down to the parade during the late 80s um, when you guys were going down uh, Olette. And um, I remember, you know, going to the Canada Day Parade, one of my first AM 808 team events in the early 2000s was the Canada Day Parade. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Still do. Um, and I, I see the value in it. I see how it brings the community together. So I know for the fireworks party, I'm pretty happy to be able to assist with 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 the sort of the promotion on it and help sponsor it. And um, I think it's brilliant that you guys are seeing what's down the road and then being able to adapt to the market changing. And, you know, Adriano, who I know we both know from Windsor Eats, you know, him and I often talk and he he says to me, you know, tourism really is, like you said, Maggie, becoming this sort of experience driven industry where, uh, and I don't want to date you and I, but certainly uh, <laughs> folks who are younger than you and I have a different, I mean, they still want to have a good time because that's essentially what it is. They want to have a good time, but how they absorb a good time and how they relate to a good time in terms of that tourism experience is changing uh, day by day. So well, just I, I, I think stuff doesn't work anymore because they can watch it on their phone. They want to be part of it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. They want to feel like they're a part of something. So, and and that's got to be, that's got to be some some extensive research and I think extensive work on your your behalf and the folks at Windsor Parade Corporation too to say, 
how are we going to continue to evolve and grow in the next 10 years so we can continue to do some sort of iteration of these popular events? Well, that's absolutely true because next year I'll be coming up on 30 years. So half my life I have been involved with the Windsor Parade Corporation and, and you know, having watched it grow and, and watched times change. And, you know, we all went through the, the, the you know, the fall of the bingo empire when, when bingos changed drastically and the numbers, you know, bingo supported so many projects and they went down and you had to find new ways and new sponsorship. And we're at that, we're at that precipice again, where we have to look at things and we have to evolve to meet the needs of today's sponsor. And, and also to incorporate more groups into what we do. How do we get the arts community? And I have written a, uh, quite a number of grants uh, this year, and I'm, I'm not quite done yet, but looking for ways to, to help fund these type of these activities. But a lot of it too has been um, some tremendous conversations with our sponsors after parades. And, you know, it kind of goes like, how was your experience? And what, what would you like to see to make it better? And, and how can we better make this work for you? And you can't be afraid to ask the question. Yeah, I think you're just going right to your audience base at that point, right? And you're trying to talk to people and say, um, you know, what would you like to see? Because I think for sponsors anyways, and you know this better than most, right? Um, you know, the sponsors really want to get value out of their dollar and and to provide them with that um, is paramount. I, I mean, I'll go back to, I, I'll say this. I remember when you and I were working together in the Amherstburg Christmas parades here, and I would emcee that for a stretch in the early 2010s. And uh I remember one year, the good folks over at Remax, they had their big fireball uh, uh, thing. And then they, the kids would go and then pull it. And then it was like blast of heat in the middle of the uh, November weather in Amherstburg. I mean, to have that kind of like experience, I think at the time, the first time they did that, that was pretty cool to see, to have them do something like that in the parade. Yeah, well, we're, we're looking at how to incorporate more people, more sponsors, and how to give sponsors more opportunity to engage in these parades. Is it from the ground up? Is it like what they do in, in the cruise in, in um, Louisiana and New Orleans where they are part of the float building process? Is it they are riding on floats, they're part of the building, or are they part of the costume character group that accompanies them? And these are all things, or are they things that we host and, and experiences that we create at our warehouse? So all these things are, are things that we're looking at currently at the moment. So this is all, this is, this is fantastic news, I think, for the city. And I think, I, I mean, as we continue to see the good news that's coming down the pipeline for the region, I know that there's been some trepidation, certainly from a real estate perspective over the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, you know, and a lot of people talking about the big R word uh, possibly coming, the recession. But I think Windsor's really positioned to start to bring in some some, you know, folks from out of town with the battery plant and and all the good news and all the investment that's happening in the region, too. So to have something like this that has been a time honored tradition in Windsor is is is, is great to see. Um, when you rely on folks like your your board of directors and volunteers and people who help out with this as well. You know, what is their take? Because I'm sure there's people like that have been with you down the road and there's there's people who have come on board, too. Um, they've seen the changes. They've seen sort of the ups and downs of what you guys have done and uh, what you advocate for, which I, I want to talk to you about as well coming up in the next little bit. But 
Um, what is their take with the changes and, and sort of the things that they see and, and, and they'd like to see well, uh, when it comes to developing the Parade Corporation? We don't, we don't work in anything. Nothing's done in isolation. We, we work as a group and, um, you know, I can't tell you how many takes of the different logos we went through, you know, getting input from, you know, Chris, uh, Christopher Beek from K Designs is the one who's designed our new logos. And uh, many people might know her from the Kingsville area. She did the Kingsville logos. She's done the Toronto Zoo logo. She is an immensely talented individual. And we were so happy to work with her. I've worked with her on many projects. And her work is just stellar. And um, she came back with a lot of, of um, options for us to take a look at. And, and they were reviewed. And the first time they went through, there was zero consensus. Everybody liked something else. So we kind of took the best of everything, remolded it. Chris went back to the, you know, the work table, started again. Everybody weighed in on it again. Everybody weighed in on it again. We kind of narrowed it down until we got what we wanted. So if you want people to be, you know, you want people to be involved, they've got to feel like they're part of the process. And and some of these, you're right. Some of the, the individuals on our board have been with me for 25 years. Um, Carl Speranza was the traffic sergeant with Windsor police when I first got involved with the parades. And after he retired, I said, well, you can't go home and sit around and do nothing. You might as well come. You gotta do something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's sorry. He heard from me then, but no, it, it, <laughs> but you know, yeah, we look at it and, and something that's starting to weigh on me actually quite heavily is where do we go next and and who do we hand this off to and um and it's now it's going to be developing a new a new round of volunteers to take our places because many of us are of the same age and you know um someone we will have to hand this off and, and it's it's not something where you just you know yeah, shut yeah. it off and start again it, it's a it's sure. a melding that we need to do and that's also part of the process at the t at this time is is introducing new people and younger people to the organization and getting them involved so yeah and and, and i think that's going to be crucial i mean I, you see a lot of that i think happening with a lot of organizations right mm -hmm. now too is they're they're working on some sort of um succession planning. legacy but yeah succession planning right and succession they want to make sure it's it's done in a right way because and it's a lot of your life that you've a lot of blood a lot of sweat a lot of tears you've put into this and you've made it oh. sustain i remember uh, i remember over the years too just covering some of the news stories with you talking and advocating about the importance of these community events specifically the parades and and you know working with i'll say it progressive municipalities to bring these parades too uh regions and 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 also talking about the i mean these things don't happen overnight and they don't happen without funding too and making sure you have that assistance to bring sort of these uh events to the different municipalities and that's that's a tough hill to fight sometimes i i i, I respect you for that for the many years you've done that maggie well that and the book that i write when i finish with public life that's going to be called everything i never said in public and on the leaf, when you open it, it's going to say in bold print, yes, you do pay marching bands. Because I cannot tell you how many times people have said to me, well, how can it cost to do a parade? Marching bands play for free. I oh. have been told that and told it and told it. And I can remember one time I was on a call-in show with somebody. I think it was Lynn Martin. And 
that question came up and it was one of the first and only times in my radio experience that I just let the dead air sit there for a couple of seconds because it's like, what do you do? You know, you, yes, you pay every single marching band and we're not talking about chump change. <laughs> they, because they have expenses. So, you know, the, those are all parts of parades that it would be great to, to educate more people on. And, you know, and you, you pay for services and you pay insurance and you pay for police services and the, the litany of, of things that you pay for because, truthfully, nothing is free and everybody needs to be compensated. So those are all aspects of, of what it is that we do that, you know, you, you, you certainly don't want to come across in a, in a snarky way of, of, you know, bringing that point no, about. But, but it is the truth. There's expenses. Well, I, was just gonna big say, ones. I was just going to say, though, but like, you know, this is my frustration with certain things sometimes. It's like I've always operated from a mindset that you have people, if they have a proven track record, right? You, they're obviously good at what they do. They're better than you could ever do. So put them in a position to win. So I remember, I remember, geez, I was like, probably, geez, when we were still working together on radio and TV stuff, so probably six, seven years ago, and you were advocating to to get some assistance with some of the parades. And I was yes. thinking to myself, I'm like, this is a no brainer. Like, 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 it's a no brainer. And outside of our friendship, it's a no brainer to support you because you see the value in the amount of people that are coming down to see it. And then the economic spinoff, because, you know, I think about our family, if we go see a parade and we're going to say Essex, there's a pretty damn good chance when the parade's done, the four of us are going to get a bite to eat, right? Mm -hmm. We may do some shopping. So I kind of, I kind of sometimes sit there, sat there anyways, and I used to scratch my head. And I'm like, well, this is a no brainer to me because I, and, and then even if I didn't get a parade, the value of a parade, I would sit there I think I would hopefully sit there as, as somebody who made decisions and say, okay, well, this is outside of my, my sphere of influence, but I want to hear from people who have actually gone to that and seen the value in it because maybe I'm missing something to connect it with it too. So I, I kudos to you, Maggie. I, I, I know how hard you fought over the years to make sure that, you know, this kind well, of quality entertainment, community entertainment is brought. Know, I didn't start the fight either. I didn't start, I, I didn't pick up the torch by myself. I am from, you know, a long line of JCs because originally those Santa parades were the product of the Windsor JCs of which I was one. And my brother uh, before me and, and Barry Fowler and Dave Howell and, uh, Howe and Greg Mile, those were all just the immediate, my immediate, uh, you know, predecessors in terms of parades. But if you go all the way back to some of the very first parades, one of the very first parades done in Windsor by the JCs was co-chaired by Elio Del Call, who you may know here from town and, and has his art studio down on Dalhousie, and Philip Eppert from Eppert Printing. And those were some of the very first chairs of parades in Windsor, Essex as JCs. And, you know, the story went that, that um, you know, as, as the chapter started to, to weaken, uh, the parade corporation was... Um, created out of that with its own letters patent to ensure that it survived if the JC's chapter folded, which it eventually did, but the parade corporation has, has lasted. So we're still here, but yeah, I, I, I can't take credit for starting it because I came from the JC's and there's many people before me that sweat blood on the streets of, of, of Windsor and, and 
creating this parade. And then once we had it, we kind of expanded it. And, you know, we have done Santa parades in a number of municipalities and uh, continue to do so. Yeah, the Santa parades are always a blast. I think that they... I think um, just just to say uh, as well, it it, it really is as they go. So you know, just before we wrap it up here on the show, too, Maggie, I was going to ask you about you know the the Santa Claus parades and 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 those kind of um, uh, outreach. Uh, planning that happens now, I guess, right after Canada Day. So um, I had it looking ahead to 2022. That This is still on the docket for you guys for the Santa Claus parades? Oh, we've already started. We did our initial outreach in January. Uh, we've written a number of grants to create some um, upsells for each of the parades, some areas to, to add some really cool stuff to the parades. Uh, we have purchased a lot of, of new items to go with the parades. Uh, costume and design is being incorporated into all the parades. The, um, the designs have been chosen for that. So, yeah, we, we started to work in January on it. So it's, I'm looking forward to it. I know It's always Santa is, season. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And you got the direct line, too. I know we were able to kind of redo Santa Claus this year, this past year, too, which I was so blessed to do. And uh, I, Liam just had, like, the biggest eyes. Like, he was like, oh, my God, you know Santa? I'm like, Dad's got the hook up through Maggie, so we're good. So um, I just want to say thank you. I don't think you you get to be told thank you for what you do and everything that you continue to do um, and how much work you put into something like the Canada Day Parade and celebrations and, and Santa Claus uh, parades, too. Well. So. I'm lucky um, to work with some fabulous people and with some very, very creative minds. And I would be remiss if I, you know, our past chairman, Jeremy Pilon, his mind is very similar to mine. Once you finish something, it's like, okay, what are we going to do next? next and uh, Jeremy has, has certainly been, uh, you know, at the forefront of creating some of this change and, and instigating it. And uh, he and I have uh, certainly put our heads together now that we've got this all figured out. It's like, okay. July 2nd, right? You're ready to go. Yep. <laughs> so, well, yep. Keep, keep me posted because I, like I said, I'm, I'm proud to work with you in any capacity and, well, uh, you. you know, cer certainly on this show and, and, and whatever I can do and on, on my platform to help you guys succeed, I will, I will do my best to do it for you guys. So looking forward to seeing you on Canada today. And, uh, certainly thank you for, um, you know, Monday's night. I know there's quite a few people I know who are going to be in attendance and, they're really looking forward to a spectacular show too. So um, people want to, you know, get involved. They want to volunteer. They want to sponsor businesses listening to this after the fact. How do we get a hold of you? Uh, you can get a hold of us directly through our website, which is www. Say that fast. Windsorparade.org. Uh, you can also reach us on through that name on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're there. Um, our email, our corporate email is Mrs. Santa, oddly enough, M-R-S-S-A-N-T-A at M-N-S-I.net. Or you can call our office and we'll get right back to you at 519-254-2880. Perfect. And I'll put all that in the show notes as well uh, so people can find out a little bit more information on that. Maggie, thank you so much. I'll be in touch soon. Okay, my friend? All right. Take care. 
Thank you. Maggie DeRoche from the Windsor Parade Corporation. Uh, very busy lady. Lots of things on the go and lots of things for you to check out, too, for the Windsor Parade Corporation. Uh, WindsorParade.org. Uh, of course, fireworks night coming up on Monday and all of the Canada Day celebrations coming up on Friday, July 1st along Wyandotte Street. So that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thank you so much for watching. You can listen to the podcast and past episodes, too. Find us on Apple Podcasts as well, and we'll see you back here next week with another edition of the Arms Boom and Leg Project. Thank you so much for watching.